Um, I, I think this time I should know the episode because we've done three in a row. Any chance you know the episode off the top of your head? I want to say 56, but but I could be wrong. You know, on my way back yesterday, I was listening to it. And I didn't even look at the episode. But okay, let me let me. I'm gonna do that now. So we're gonna be good. Good. We're gonna be good uh, podcast host, and we are going to know exactly what episode we're on now. You know, unfortunately, we're not in the studio today. My fault because I'm running. This is episode 56. Yeah, episode 56. So, <clears throat> yes, I'm running today. I'm actually supposed to be in Dallas right now. Um, just some some client work, but that I won't make that today because I've got some other stuff. And then I'm going to a wedding in Oklahoma City um, this weekend. So I'll be down there. Try to, I'm going to try to catch up with Taylor on Saturday also. Yeah, I'm going to go try and see Taylor. So tell us about what's been going on with you, sir. You're supposed to be in the final pairing of the uh, tournament you were in. So tell people what's going on, how how that went for you. Uh, so, uh, you know, golf is golf. So I felt like I played well. I missed the cut by one. Uh, that's uh, the last two uh, PGA national championships. I've missed it by one uh, ever since I made the PGA in 2017. So it's kind of hurts because I know I can do it. Uh, but, you know, there's a guy named Jesse Mueller who's leading right now. He was the first. We, we battled it out at our state junior at nine, 10 years old. And uh, so he was one of the first golfers, you know, I knew when I started playing golf and he's leading the tournament here. Uh, I think he's got a five shot lead. So yep. and then there's some other guys like Ben Kern, uh, Jared Jones, uh, this uh, Nick Ishii I played with at the Texas State Open, gotten to know pretty well. And they're all right there, top 10, you know, so. I'm rooting for them. I'm excited for them. You know, obviously there's a side of me that's like, it's killing me, you know, uh, but you know, that's golf. You have your ups and downs. So I just so kind of- interesting, interesting event there because they have a 36 hole cut and then a 54 hole cut. Correct. So okay. they cut to the top. So there's 312 players. Uh, so each there's 41 sections in the United States, PJ of America. Uh, each section gets, allotted a certain amount of spots based on their participation amount of players uh we get seven um so uh i guess i was fourth for our section we had three guys make the cut omar your bestie uh ben kern and jared jones um and so you know the first day i was cruising along i was playing the the, the main course championship course i was getting frustrated you know my 17th hole is a par five it's 340 to the bottom where a creek runs through, so but it's down 15 yards. So I'm like, I'm going to chip cut a driver. Perfect, right down the middle. Get up there, we don't find it. But then we find it in the hazard, but it's playable. But I'm thinking, okay, it's teed up here. <laughs> Excuse Bless me. Bless you. <laughs> um, <laughs> allergies are still killing me. But uh, so, you know, I was debating, you know, I want – you know, I'm so frustrated because I'm even par and, you know, I, I've been hitting it well, just haven't been making putts. And so I try to play it and I go right under it. So it goes down. So then I take drop, hit it on the green three putt, make my triple. So I finish with a triple, you know, and then I hit it to five feet on uh, the last one, part three, miss that. So I shoot 74 and I'm just livid. Like, but I'm like, you know, tell my family and friends, how about you guys go eat? I'm just going to go to the hotel room. You know, trying to be, trying to be professional. Yeah. 
And uh, so they go do that. They come back. I'm dead. I fell asleep within like five minutes. It's so it's amazing what golf mentally. Exists. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so yeah. you know, I come out the next like I'm feeling good. Got my attitude right. Um, the putter just was not clicking. You know, so I I uh, had a couple three putts. I was knocking it tight, hitting it well, missing those. Finally, I saw I roll in like a ten footer for birdie. And then I make a birdie, and then I have a drivable par four. I knock it on the fringe left, misjudge the chip, leave about eight feet short, lip it out. And then I birdie a par five. So then I knock it like 12 feet on 17 and 12 feet on 18. And I know I've got to make one of those to make yeah. it. Out. And uh, they didn't go in. So the, the one that hurts the most is the last putt straight uphill. Because this, this course is kind of weird. They're really grainy. They're really fast downhill and super slow uphill and i feel i'm like you got to get it there you got to give it extra and i gave it extra but it that far short dead in the heart and i'm like hmm, that figure so i tap in shoot by 70 miss the cut by one so i shoot 74 70 miss by one <laughs> yeah i was going i was going as to text you yeah as the tournament goes on because we're all we don't you know a lot of these guys did play on tour yeah we all play pretty big events but you know, we don't play full time anymore. So uh, if you can just get through the cut, the scores just keep climbing. I mean, every yeah. year, even par, couple over gets through the PGA because they're, they're tough courses. They set them up tough. And if you can handle the pressure, which I feel like I'm pretty good at that, uh, you know, you, you just hang around long enough, you're going to finish there in the top 20. So, uh, but, you know, I'm glad to see a couple of my good buddies growing up playing junior golf and some guys from Houston are doing well. So, um, you know, yeah, so I was going to text you, I was following the scores, um, online and I saw the seven you made. And when I saw that seven, I said, you know, I'm not even going to text him. Like I left it alone at that point. Yeah, and I, I was frustrated going into that hole. Yeah. And then when that happened, you're just like, what the hell, you know, yeah, you yeah. feel like, you know, you should be playing. So you said I hit it nearly every green regulation and, and I hit a perfect, I just, it really chaps my ass. When, when you hit it down, I do not chip cut my driver 341 yards. Yeah. And to it, have that happen. No win. Yeah. Uh, already was into me right to left, which should kind of hold the cut. And you know that, and then I should have just taken my relief. Cause I, but I was like, you know what? I can get this to a better number. It's teed up, but I didn't realize the grass was like this thick and I just whoop, right under it. And then I chipped up and then I, I caught a flyer. So I go to the back of the green. I thought I was gonna have trouble keeping on the green from like 50 feet, but it was into the green downhill. Yeah. So I get about halfway there and I have like 20 feet per double. And I'm like, uh, and then I hit a tight on the last hole, but you know, I think it's more mental, just so frustrated. I was trying to, you know, do all my, mental game stuff but you know the frustration probably got the best of me so well well congratulations to those who are playing well there'll be more tournaments in the future um let, let's talk about someone who may still not be playing pga tour tournaments in the near future although he did put his name in for the u.s open um to in southern hills right he, he, no, he pga championship you just gotta keep rubbing that in right I know, right? So Phil did put his name in for the U.S. Open um, as a as a player, and right now, um, since this whole Saudi Golf League and Greg Norman and all that, and I did make a mistake last week. 
I didn't realize Greg Norman was connected. I thought Liv and Saudi were two different. Yeah, things. I had a conversation after so, the tournament. Like, no, they're connected. They're, they're connected. So I did make a mistake last week after I read more into it. But what what do you think? Okay, we didn't really get a chance to talk about Phil. It. I mean, he's a Champions Tour guy already. He can go out there and probably still make a lot of money. But I think he prefers well, he to be. A, he won a major last year on the PGA Tour, so you know. That's what I'm saying. So what is he even going to defend? His PGA at this point, has he really tarnished his reputation? What, what are your thoughts? You know, I think it's kind of like Tiger. You know, Tiger's done stuff in the past and, you know, worse than, you know, what Phil said, I, I think, you know, with his wife, you know, the affair and all that stuff. You know, time kind of heals everything. Uh, if he starts doing, you know, he's, I've noticed he's big time, uh, you know, celebrities, athletes, they just kind of go away for a while. A lot of people mm-hmm. forget about it. And then they start doing something, you know, charitable, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and make their way back. I think he'll be fine. I, I, you know, he's, he's, he's huge benefit for golf, the PGA tour, the Saudi league, wherever, um, you know, I'm just surprised that he uh, made the comments he did when it's a touchy subject, you know? So he, he's the last person I thought would do that, but as he's gotten older, he's gotten funnier on Instagram and he's got yes. a little loose lip, yeah. you know, and he's kind of saying how he feels. And I respected that because for most of his career, you know, you kind of felt like he was, you know, politically too politically correct. And, you know, just he was coached, trained so well. But, you know, he crossed the line with the Saudi comments and he's paying, he's paying a big consequence. So, um, well, I mean, it looks like they've still got, you know, guys that are that are going over there. I mean, you've, you've oh, yeah. got about four or five names that people know, like Westwood and uh, the guys in their, you know, twilight of their careers and they're big names still. And it'll give them, you know, I think it'll go that way. It's hard to say how that's all going to play out. I I don't know enough about the, I, you know, I hear the eight events and last place is a million dollars. Yeah. Last place is a million. You wouldn't do that. You know, um, you know, and Robert Garrigus said he's so the PGA Tour made a hard line and said that if anyone joins that, they lose their status on the PGA Tour. Now, how do the legalities work with that? that OK, that's the problem. So Robert Garrigus, um, for those of you who probably aren't as familiar with Robert Garrigus, he's, he's been kind of a middle of the road tour player he's you know approaching 50 already yeah so, he's always, he kept his card he every yeah. years he you'll see him up there in contention but he's pretty he's probably won to a couple times on tour not like a uh average pga tour career where he's suing the tour because well, yeah. to your point what what's the legality for you to say that i lose status just but because I, I go play, I can go play the European tour. I can go play the Australasian tour. I can go play corporate, you know, all these yep. tours. just because it's not affiliated with you. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to be, whether, I mean, you know, I'm not defending the Saudis or where the money's coming from or anything. I don't know enough about all that, but you can't, I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, to me, to me, I think it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And they're just the PGA Tour is looking out for you know themselves and their players and they you know that's but I don't see how that's that's legal. Yeah, I don't either. I, I completely agree with you on that too. And because if they do that rule, then they need to do that across for the everything. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, shouldn't even be able to play in that the match that they have on. 
um, CBS or whatever. Like that should be. Yeah, yeah, because that's all that is is just a couple million dollars for you to show up on TV. In, in these, in the Super League, that, that's an official golf tournament. Yes, too. yes. You know, those are championship golf tournaments. You, I don't see just because politically, you. I mean, politically, you don't agree like where the money's coming from, but where is a lot of this other money coming we, from? Hey, 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 that's that's where people don't like to get into it. Like it, we know that. Um, you know, it, it's very difficult to make a billion dollars without potentially screwing some people over. So unless you're coming up with that money, is hard. Bitcoin back when there was a penny, you know, even still, like even still like that, that's hard to do. So and let, keeping on the money on the money conversation. So we have our first official, well, not the first official, but the first big name NIL in golf. So for those of you not familiar with NIL, it's the name in, image and likeness. For the most part, it's just been football and basketball players in college who've been able to benefit from this. I mean, football players are, I mean, we've got guys making millions of dollars to play college football now off their name, image, and likeness. Well, golf got its How first many big one. you say are making that? Like a dozen? I, I'd, no, I would say you have. I guess every. At least quarterbacks. Like you, you have 20 quarterbacks at least making a million dollars. I mean, think about like. Just SEC alone, I, I think if you're a starter in an SEC school besides Vanderbilt and um, – nah, even Vanderbilt might have a – Well, that's not saying, yeah. so any, any town yeah. you're in and they have a major, like, say, Power Five conference. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they may not be good. Like, uh, well, Iowa State's good, but I'm thinking – But, like but they're still going to have one person. They, at least. they got those yeah. locals that live and die by them, you know, yeah. and so – like their their star players are going to make money because they're going to exactly. Buy but but golf. I'm curious how that jersey sells. You know, golf finally works. got one though. That's a that's a popular one, big name. Who's so that? John Daly's son is at Arkansas now, and John Daly the third, I think he is. I think he's the third because John Daly is the second. Okay, but either way, John Daly the third has a deal with Hooters. <laughs> It's on brand. It is on brand. So, so I wonder if there's rules with like, can Pornhub sponsor a call? I think so. But why not? I mean, Hooters is the naming right. So he has a picture, and we I'll try to find it and put it in our thumbnail. He has a picture of him with two Hooters waitresses on the golf course. It's on brand. It's definitely on brand. Good for him. It is. I mean, like, so I'm sure. Because college golf, I'm amazed at how much college golf they're showing these days. It's crazy. And with this NIL, let's just say he wears a Hooters patch on his bag or something like that. Well, That's going to help him. Might be able to have a say with that, right? I don't. Know, I mean, well, well, I guess he can do stuff after his rounds or something like that. Maybe while he's on official college, he can wear like a Hooters bracelet or. Yeah. Walk or something yeah something something will be hooters i'm sure a pin on his hat maybe his ball mark something is going to be hooters while he's playing and i think that's i think it's on brand and i'm eager to see like could you imagine when tiger was at stanford or more cow was at cal well all the oklahoma state guys radar but like matt wolf he had the funky thing after that first national championship everyone saw it and he he could have, I think, got something. You know? Or even Anthony Kim at OU. Like, there would have been guys with personalities who would have made millions just on their name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Like, 
things have changed. So I, I just wanted to kind of mention that some. And then on the money train, the last one, before we talk about this two-man event, is Jordan Spieth inspired by what Scheffler did? Because somehow he came back and won last week in Harbortown. For some reason, in my head, I linked those two together. I get Me it too. They're UT. Yep. They're from Dallas. But to me, you know, following golf, and I was a college coach when Scheffler, you know, made his way to UT. And I've I've always felt bad for Scheffler. Obviously, I don't feel bad for him anymore. He's got a lot of money in the bank. But but he was always – no one talked about him. I mean, he was Jordan Spieth's shadow. He's a couple years younger, you know, all that. But the kid is so good, and he won a U.S. Junior Am. He yeah. he did a lot of th- great things, but no one really talked about him. It was all about Jordan. But long term, and I've said this for a while, because it's hard to you know Jordan had that 2013 to 15, and then he yeah. won that British in like 17. But like he he was on he was on a hot streak that you rarely see in the game, you know. And long term, it's hard to say if Scheffler or Jordan or Justin Thomas are going to get to four majors because that's just a hard thing to do. You get four yeah. chances a year, but you know, I, and if we're going to grade them on majors, I don't know who's going to have a better career, you know, but if you bring all the tournaments, the world golf championships, the tour events, you know, tour wins, I, I would put Justin Thomas and Scotty Scheffler above George Speed. But so, so are they going to get to four majors? I probably, I would say probably, but did, but Justin Thomas didn't go to UT though, right? No, but he was jo- uh, Jordan. He was Spieth. a part of that group. Yeah. Okay. So he was his best friend in junior golf. So I, so I pulled up this thing for UT golfers and I wanted to get your opinion. So this is a perfect time just because with Spieth winning, Scheffler playing good, and just I kept saying, like, man, I used to think like Oklahoma State dominated college golf. But I started pulling up some names. You know what? UT has something to say about this. So you've got Spieth. Fratelli, Scheffler, Vegas, Hostler, right now as active players would win. Doug Gim. Hickok, did he win? Um, yep, Kramer, but he hasn't won, though. He hasn't won. Oh, he lost that playoff? I don't think he I – don't, I don't remember him winning. Hold on, let me look. I could be wrong. Uh, Connecticut uh, last year. Um, but, but those are guys right now on tour with – they've got eight guys right now on tour that have a tour win. I mean, I don't know it's if any crazy. other college can say that. And what's crazy is they don't have more national championships these last 10 years or that so. That is crazy. That and is crazy. Jordan in 2012, I believe they won. But, I mean, Doug Gim, uh, well, and the guys you don't uh, hear about that, like Gavin Hall, that guy was a – I mean, he's still trying to make yep. it. Yeah. Uh, they had, you know, playing number two, you know, Doug Gim playing number one. These guys – Doug Gim playing number one, Yeah. And people just don't realize how many good players there there were, and which amazing. Well, it goes to the match play aspect too. You know, anything can happen. Uh, well, UT, you know, kind of screwed Oklahoma State a couple of years ago. They won. Yeah. Remember, they won the stroke play by yeah. 50, beat UT by like ninety, and then they get knocked out yep. first yep. round by you know. Isn't that the year? Was that the year OU won? Uh, no, um, OU won seventeen. That one I feel like was nineteen or twenty. It's right okay. COVID okay. time. I do I do remember that though. I do remember. So just just kind of just thinking, like I was like, man, like the the golf world right now, if you really think about it, at least coming out of college, is dominated by the Southwest. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Texas, um, hey, got it. Good. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, they got – I'd have to look into it. Sorry, I keep looking over. I'm watching the replay. No, you're fine. Time. You're fine. You're fine. But my boy, Justin Mueller, just, you know, make another birdie. So, so he's going in. Oh, so, he, uh, so speaking of college, Grand Canyon University um, out in Phoenix. You know, you hear about online now, right? So Jesse uh, Mueller's dad is the president of Grand Canyon University. Wow. And he was one of the guys that I believe founded or was a CEO of University of Phoenix. And so that's how Grand Canyon became yeah. into this online. So they bought a golf course. Uh, and Just to have a team. It, it was a muni uh, and made a championship golf course. And his younger brother's the head coach of Grand Canyon. They're now like top 100 in the country, D1, and people have really heard of Grand Canyon. And Jesse's director of golf. So that's pretty uh, cool. But yeah, it's a college, you know. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So the last thing before we get out of here, um, the two man event this week at the um, what is it, Zurich? Um, this week in New Orleans. Yeah. So it's the two man event um, in New Orleans. Really, the only kind of two man event that the tour has. Um, they they came out with some of the the pairings. And by far, the best pairing to me that doesn't even seem fair is Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland. Like, did the people just get to pick their own teams or? Yeah, they, they picked their partner. Uh, so, because I was listening on PJ Tour Radio yesterday, driving back, uh, they're making, someone was making fun of Ryan Palmer, like, man, you you sure to have, know how to pick those number one players in the world. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is, they've asked him. Apparently, he's like a cool guy, you know, and he, he does well in those team things. But they weren't all number one when he played with them. Like, he played with Rom when he wasn't number one. I think uh, Jordan – is he played with Jordan this week or he has played with Jordan? I think. He has played with Jordan. But um, this week – so the, <clears throat> the pairings to watch this week – well, of course, I'm going to be watching – um, Harold Varner, he's with Bubba Watson this week, he's so that'll be well. in, that'll be an interesting, um, you know, pairing. Know. <laughs> Obviously, Josh Creel, we, you know, we've got a he's playing oh, with Chad Ray. me, you know, you can invite non-tour players. Oh, you can? I didn't know that. Oh, Brooks invited his brother, but he's a tour player, isn't he? Oh, yeah. No, I thought his brother had status as I have. <laughs> so Creel and Ramey are um, playing together. So good luck to Creel. But but the but there's one you get a huge uh, tweet for them because they get the same. Now we should talk about how do you feel about it being an official? It's an official event. Yes, and, and it's and, a team event. And in Creel, well, I hope Creel wins and gets you know that'll yeah. that'll probably do wonders for his career because all that pressure of being a rookie and you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But how? It's hard to justify giving official PGA Tour victory in the on a scramble to two players when yeah. they, when they played a you know amateur money game type format. Yeah, and yep. you know it, it's kind of hard. I, so, to- so I heard someone talking about that, and they they said the the way to maybe make it less unfair, quote unquote is you should make it be paired with an LPGA player. So you should have it to be where not only are we highlighting the women's golf game, now it's no longer official. When did Bubba play with Lexi? That was just a... um, This, right? Yeah, that was just like an exhibition. So it needs to be... playing this together? Not that I'm aware of, or at least they could have, but I I, I don't remember that. Yeah. But but I did hear that that would be a way you could highlight the the women's game 
maybe make this less official because it would be kind of unfair. Like Xander Schauffele hasn't won in forever. And he's playing with Patrick Cantley, who's really been on a top five heater for the last three years. He either wins or he top fives. So what if he wins? Does Xander all of a sudden get all these FedEx Cup points for a win at an event? That That's kind of weird to me, you know, but. Yeah, you know, and, and they they don't, I was listening to, they don't give uh, world golf ranking points to certain events like uh, the Tour Championship, maybe. Oh, you're right. You're exactly right. Yeah. But why, why are they so... As far as I know, I mean, the rankings are complex, how they get to where, you know, they figure it out. But you're playing against 30 of the best players in the world. Why would that not be ranked? And just like you beat that guy, you lost to that guy. It's just a small field. But then you're – I'm not sure. I don't think this is a world ranking uh, event either. But the PGA Tour gives them – treats it like – you know, they tour of it. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. So um, I, I don't really, I haven't had a chance to really look into this. I will come up with something today and I'll put it on our Instagram on who I'm betting on. I can tell you right now, I'm definitely betting on Hovland Morikawa. Like to me, that just seems like an unfair pairing. Or right are they too similar? And they're, I don't know their games well enough. Like, cause putting, they're both okay. Yeah. Morikawa's had his downs. But they're both great strikers. Ball strikers. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's why I think that's, that's why I'm just picking them. Like a bomber with like a great wedge player and putter. You know, like like Harold Varner, say. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, like he, him and the, Bubba. That's gonna be interesting. Him and Bubba will be interesting because Varner's been on a heater himself. Like he really could have won Harbor Town oh, if yeah. if he wouldn't have um, um, got that double on. I think it was 16. Um, he was 12 under going into 16. So yeah. he could have easily been in that playoff. He missed the playoff by one shot. So yeah. it, it, he's he's been playing well. He's been playing well. He, he keeps surprising me, man. I, I don't know. I've just seen him on TV and stuff. But, you know, it, you know, just he doesn't look like he's in that category. No, he does not. He does. Yeah, but, he, but I love guys like that. He's a know? scrappy player, too, though. He's a scrappy yeah. player. So I like his game. But, but anything to give the people before we get out of here, episode 56. Um, golf performance group podcast. <laughs> well, what I've been, as I'm evaluating myself, these last couple of events to start my year, you know, I've, I've done a poor job of my attitude and I didn't realize it. You know, I'm trying to be positive because I, you know, I'm all about mental game, but the frustration just, it rolled over from the Valero Monday to the Riverbend tournament and then the Riverbend tournament to the national. And it's like, I, I wasn't, I was excited to get out there, but then the first time I missed a putt, it's like, see, so I catch a flyer. See, like, you know, they're not just terrible attitudes to have. And, and it cost me. I mean, I, you know, it cost me the Riverbend tournament. It cost me getting into Valero. And it, it cost me, you know, playing right now. So, yeah. you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to be researching, working a little bit and trying to find that how I got, I have the breathing routines down, but I, you know, you know, it's easy to pout and like, yeah. I'm screwed, you know, and, and there's no excuse for for that. I mean, everybody's going, and, you know, for a long time, I've been good about, you know, you, what goes around comes around. I'm going to get a couple bad breaks. It's going to even out. You know, we never feel like it actually ever does. But, yeah, but you yeah, know, I know what you're saying. And I need to, you know, program myself to get back to that before my next event because I'm, I'm playing some of the best golf I can remember, especially as like a teaching pro, not playing full time. And the scores aren't reflecting it. The results aren't reflecting it. And it's all because of, you know, a couple of bad breaks 
in my first event that, you know, spiraled to the second event and now a third event. So you got to kind of be honest with yourself yes. and evaluate what you need to work on, even though maybe, you know, embarrassing. I, uh, I was pouting and I told my friends and family, I was like, how about you guys go to the bar? I'm going to go pout my room by myself. And I just said it. And then I, I laid on my bed and then my girlfriend was mad because I didn't take a shower before I laid on the bed. And it was huge. So I was on top of the comforter. I was only planning on laying there for a second. But the next thing I know, she's like throwing something at me to wake me up. It's like, did you use soap? Because you don't smell very good. I was like, what? I didn't even get in the shower. But yeah. Then I yeah, but yeah, I but, mean, it does come around. I, I definitely agree with you on just the law of averages. Like at some point, you know, you're, you're going to be the guy on the heater. And we're going to be yeah. talking about like, wow, like where did this come from? In reality, it's been all of the steps that you've taken to get to that point and consistency matters. And, yeah. and it's just like anything. Golf is so similar to like life. It <laughs> like, is. You know, you got to keep just plugging away, chipping away. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to make a plan, reevaluate the plan and work on the stuff that you believe in and stick to those principles. Don't go searching. I mean, there's nothing, you know, I'm going to research how to have a better attitude when I can't get this frustration out of my head. But, I, you know, I just maybe need to take a few days, maybe not play my next event because it's not a huge one, but I want to play in Muirfield. So I might take that off, give my, refresh my brain before our next major for our section and U.S. Open qualifier. So Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all around the corner. I mean, everything's out there to get. So people will be following your journey. I'll make sure we clip some of that. So the exciting part of the year for us teaching pros. We got our section majors to get tour events at the yeah. end of it. And then we have US Open qualifier. We have this national. And I would recommend watching it. It'll come on this afternoon. There's, I mean, a lot of those guys had tour cards. but you no, can, good players. They yeah. work just like you do, most of them. Yep. And, you know, and and there's, there's a strategy, and that's what I try to help my players with because I do it for myself. Like, you got to focus on what you can control and the time you do have. You got to dedicate to working on the most important things and not searching with new theory. You're not, you don't have time to change much if you're not. Exactly. Doing it. So, but I, I would watch them and, you know, kind of just watch their game, how they play. They don't hit the center of the face every time. I don't hit the center of the face, but I hit most of my fairways and greens because I know I understand my game. I know which way it's going to curve, you know, and I know a field to create that curve. And I just got to get my head right. So. Yep. Yep. So y'all heard it here. We'll be we'll be following this journey along um, throughout the remainder of the year as the, the playing season really kicks off. So that's episode 56. I'm LeBron Palmer and JJ. we're out. <laughs> <laughs>